I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Word to your mother. Yes, your mother, that is. This is the show that gives you a positive escape from all the crap around you. It is so time to nerd out on all of the things that better our lives. I'm really excited to start our new journey, by the way. We are nerding out on the top movies of each decade, starting with 2020 to 2021. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even more, we have some new stuff to share on our honk list. Oh my gosh, so much like movies, TV shows, books, aliens, fire team elite, so much. Let us have fun and end the week right. Why do you always do that thing? Do what? That thing you do when you're fighting. And the, like the, this, this thing that you do when you whip your hair when you're fighting with the arm and the hair and you do like a fighting pose. It's a, yeah. It's a fighting pose. You're a total poser. I'm not a poser. <laughs> Let's rock it. Yeah, welcome back. It's the Real Brian Show. Happy Friday. I am the Real Brian. Word to your mother. Oh, Trebek. and to your mother too. There, she's on my lap right now. If you want to talk to her, oh, well, hello there, mother. I've been wanting to talk to her for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she ran out of the room. Uh, she's embarrassed to be on video because we're on video. Oh. But nobody's going to know that because what we're doing today is practicing. But here's a good thing: we're on video. And we are already noticing that there are some things we got to fix. I, I got to tell you right now, I hate video now. I hate it with a passion. <laughs> I don't know why I even consider doing this stupid video thing. It has caused so much stress and I hate it. And I need a video team and a video editor. I don't want to deal with this at all. And thanks a lot. Here I thanks am. a lot. Yeah, I, back. I really am over it. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to do it anyway because promised we'd do it. And so here we are trying to figure this whole dumb thing out and it'll be all for you guys. Well, what a thankless task. It is. It is thankless. (laughs) Actually, it really is. But that's all right. (laughs) Listeners are like, we don't care. We don't care if you're on video or not. We don't want to see your (laughs) stupid faces. (laughs) (sighs) That's all right. What I am trying to do right now is look at the camera because I'm not used to looking at a camera. I'm just, you know, picking my nose and, uh, you know, dude, 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 guess what? You want to know what I'm drinking? Um, wait, it's going to be LaCroix, right? Yeah, LaCroix. Mm-hmm. LaCroix it, because it's okay, still yeah. summer, dude. It's hot. It's 97 degrees out. Yeah. 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 No. More no. limon pledge. It is a uh, limoncello. Oh, limoncello. Limoncello. So, you know, Lyman and a cello. So if you had a Lyman, the city of Lyman in Colorado, and uh, you were playing a cello, forget With it. With Yo-Yo Ma. The whole point. Yeah, exactly. Yo-Yo Ma LaCroix. <laughs> That's what they need. (laughs) Yo-Yo Malacroix. You're drinking the Yo-Yo Malacroix? Yeah, there's something seriously wrong with that. It is a limoncello and it is absolutely fantastic. I got to tell you what. It tastes like... Have you ever had Noosa yogurt? Oh, yes. Noosa is my favorite and my cat's favorite yogurt too. Have you had the lemon Noosa yogurt? Yes. Yep. That's what it tastes like. Is either Ooh. a lemon noosey yogurt or a lemon meringue pie, something like that. It is really good. So if you are a fan of that flavor and you want something without sugar, 
This is a really good drink, especially for the summer. You know what's funny? I'm drinking this right now, but then as soon as we get to fall and all that, I'm going to be back to drinking tea. I'm going to pull out my uh, Troy and Abed in the morning mug, and I'm we're going to be on video with that. I mean, th- that's what I'm going to be doing, man. I'm not going to be messing around with the LaCroix anymore because it's going to be too cold. I thought for sure you're going to say pumpkin spice, but all right. Oh, tea, tea that's true, yeah, but I'm not works, there yet, man. Pumpkin spice yeah. is not coming until at least the end of September. It's too early. <laughs> You say so. It's already at Starbucks right now. Oh, so. no, I know that. I'm saying I'm not drinking one. <laughs> I don't want one that early. It's just too soon, man. I'm sorry. I'm still enjoying It's Crazy. 97 here. I mean, come on. Come on. Seriously. It's like a $6,400 suit that I'm Dude. wearing. Come on. No show next week, by the way. We're taking a week off. So that's another reason why we're not trying to push this video out. Even though we are practicing, we are recording it. I'm going to go back push and it out. <laughs> push it out. <laughs> we'll take the laxative in two weeks. But in the meantime, it's modium all the way. So we're not going to get that video out. <laughs> we're, ju- we're just doing the audio this week. And then, uh, uh, like I said, no show next week. So then two weeks, we'll, we'll definitely put the video out on YouTube, whether it's, it's great or not. I, I, it's, we're putting it out there. Don't, don't say definitely at this point. Come on. I'm saying definitely because don't. we got to give ourselves a deadline, man, or else it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's just never going to happen. Okay. It's because, you know, I'm, I'm a little yeah. bit of a perfectionist when it comes to this because I know how, you know, the audio sounds great. I love the product that we put out on this audio. Yeah. I want the video to look the same that the audio sounds. And I think I'm just disappointing myself. So I just got to let it go, man. That's fair. That's fair. But you, there are legitimate sound issues that you're encountering. So it's not that the yeah. sound issues that, he's encountering or not because he's being a perfectionist. It's because there's literally some incompatibilities that we've been dealing with or he's been dealing with. Yep. So, and I seriously cannot find anyone expert wise to figure out this problem yet. They haven't figured it out. They don't know what the problem is. They don't know how to fix it. Hmm. So I don't know either. And that's where we're starting. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on, Um, dude, dude, (laughs) dude, biking, dude, biking. Yeah, I've yeah, been, make you, me feel bad. Go ahead. No, you haven't been doing. Oh well, I've been no, doing dude. My 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 bike from 1989 that I told you about. <laughs> it's it still has flat tires. So yeah, but yes, biking for us has been fun. It's I've been trying to do a lot of it. I'm enjoying it. You know, the exercise is good. It feels good, and just trying to get outside and enjoy that kind of thing. I, I heard yeah. too that Lord Thunder got a bike and he's outside and. I asked him if he was going to be doing, you know, because he got that mountain bike style. So I was saying, you're going to do some of those sweet jumps. And then I sent him that Napoleon Dynamite video. (laughs) Dude. And I thought, come on, you can get like three feet of air on that bike, man. (laughs) So we used to we used to make jumps like that for our bikes when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had some neighbors that had pre-built ones that were actual ramps where you went up, you know, and it had the it was actually pretty significant. And you could get actually about four or five feet of air on that. Wow. I think. Maybe three or four. I don't know. You know, I was, I was a kid, so Lucky. anything seemed big, but it was fun. We were dumb. We were on our, I mean, yeah, but the point is, is that, uh, you know, Lord Thunder's out there biking and, you know, he's already got, you know, a 24 pack in his abs. So uh, now I'm going to see if he can get oh, more in his legs. Passed me by. Dang it. Lord Thunder. Yeah. Come on. Here's what I want to know. Lord Thunder. Are you going to be going out and getting some of those biking spandex, you know, just rocking it all over the place? Be like, yeah, check out these nice spandex. And and he's the already, shirt, the oh the spandex shirt, yeah. He's already the, there. He's already there. Yeah. We want to see pictures, Lord Thunder. No, actually, yeah. we really don't. No, never mind. Forget no, that. Well, we want pictures, and we'll put them in next year's calendar. So <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh, dude! Speaking of calendar, Sarah and I celebrated twenty years this week. Twenty years on wow, Wednesday, dude. dude. Two decades. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's amazing because I was thinking, like, has it really been twenty years ago already? Well, because somebody brought up nine eleven. 
And, you know, we got married September 8th, 2001 and 9-11 happened, of course, three days later. Wow. We were on our honeymoon. Good timing, dude. Yeah. And we were kind of up in the mountains, which was nice. We had actually wanted to do a cruise. And then we said, no, let's push the cruise to our first year anniversary instead. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank God. Because we had some friends that got married, I think, like a week around us or a couple days before us or something like that. And they were on a cruise and they got stuck out in the ocean for, I think, two or three extra weeks because of that. Which is kind of cool, like overkill, but okay. But it wasn't. They said it really became not fun after a while. Like it was, oh, cool, you get a three week cruise, but not really. It it wasn't great. So yeah, that kind of thing. Well, it was great. We were in the mountains, but you know, we saw the news. It was was just. I mean, you know, you think back, and I'm like, has it been twenty years? Some of these people that were watching playing volleyball and football, right? Well, not really watching football much, but. They weren't even right. born, dude. I'm like, right. Holy cow. I can't believe it's been that long ago already. Like that <laughs> just blows I was out mind. of college. So, <laughs> you know, we were going to go to Hawaii. We were all like, okay, 20 year anniversary. We're going to Hawaii and COVID hit and we went, maybe not. Yeah. I don't think we should go to Hawaii. And then everybody's like, dude, we're going to Hawaii, bro. Why don't you go into Hawaii for your 20th, bro? And I was like, yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm reading of some of the stuff that's going on out there in Hawaii and how some of the locals right now are acting and, we had some friends that went out to Hawaii and they said, oh, we had a great trip, but the locals are insane. They don't like anybody from the mainland right now. I heard it got worse and I'm like, okay, we would be there right now and it's not, this is supposed to be a celebration on a vacation. I don't want to go over there and fight with right. the locals, you know? So yeah. I can wait, you know, even if yeah. it's next year or Just even if it has out. to be our 25th, I don't care. So even you know, we're, we're no, no, we're not going that late, man. I want to go while I'm still young. So yeah, it's all good. Okay. It's all good, but anniversaries man it's I, I love celebrating anniversaries um i'm not much of like a let's go do something crazy you know kind of celebration kind of person but i like the fact that it's something to celebrate so what are you guys going on right oh we're uh nine years now so nice, dude yeah very cool and the honeymoon is not over yet brother we're still we're still pretty pretty in love so yeah we're not there yet we're not we're not the we're sick of you stage yet well, which you, is good right? let's hope you never get there I know exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I don't anticipate it. No, I mean like I'm not sick of Sarah at all. Not even close, but it's the, uh, yeah. I mean, there's no reason to be, so you just gotta, but there are relationships where there's some smothering and other things that goes on, unfortunately. And that's too bad. Yeah, it is too bad. Hopefully in those relationships, they catch it early enough. But I mean, my parents were married 25 years before they got divorced. And I mean, my mother kind of just changed and, it really taught me a, a certain sort of distrust in my fellow man when that happened, because it's like mm. 25, it's a quarter century you're married and then you finally decide that nah, it's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it wasn't all one person or another's fault per se, but that really shook me when I was in college when that happened. Oh yeah. You just never, never really know. It's, it's interesting. People are very strange. We watched the tomorrow war. I finally watched yeah. it. You'd watched it. Good. Yep. And I was really pleasantly surprised by the commentary in there about marriage and family and stuff because, you know, usually it's dysfunctional or it's troubling or angsty or whatever. And this was the first time I think I'd seen kind of that commentary in a while. I mean, of course it's happened before, but it's been a long time since I've seen that, but Hmm. I don't want to give too much away, but you know, there's this, there's this issue with, you know, the, the relationship and, you know, Does he stick around? Does he not? Does he commit? Whatever. But I really liked where they went with it. And uh, it came down to a choice. 
Do you choose to, you know, allow yourself to go down a dark path and, you know, be a jerk and walk away? Or do you choose to say, no, let's commit to this and work through it. Yeah. Yeah. Work through it. Yep. I mean, that's, you know, this brings me to an interesting commentary that I've been hearing a lot lately. What I've been hearing is basically the blame game. You know, you're talking about divorce and stuff like that. And of course, why do people get divorced? Well, they blame each other for something. I mean, right. they're not saying, man, I was an idiot. I have to divorce you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, sure that happens. Nobody but. says that. <laughs> it's all my fault. I have to leave. What? It's always, it's your fault. You you did it. You did this. Nag, nag, whatever, you know, blame, blame. That's just what it is. Well, oh my gosh. I, I'm just, I'm hearing it more and more and more about how everything, everything is always everyone else's fault. Always. And, and, and large groups of people's fault. Like it's yes. this group of people is they're doing this stupid thing and I hate all of them, you know, or yes. yeah, that, that type of thing. Right. Yeah. And you know, I have heard, and this is something I'm personally getting sick of t- and sick and tired of, and I know I'm biased to this, but I'm getting sick of people blaming all of all men for everything. It's kind of like, we're not all responsible guys. I mean, some are, but we're not all jerks either. Exactly. Yeah. And it's kind of like, don't blame it. But it's not even just that. I mean, I have a tendency to do that too, but you know, you blame the government. I'm like, well, what are you doing about it? You know, is it really the government's fault or are you part of it too? You know, you blame, you blame all of your neighbors or your friends or all of our bosses, all genders. Like I just said with, you know, it's all males, whatever, or it's our jobs or the church or, I mean, whatever. It's like, feel free to, Fill in the blank, basically. Insert, insert your demographic. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless of who the blame is on, I took a few things away from these bash sessions that I've been hearing from. And also you and I talked about this. And okay. so the three things I took away is one, for whatever reason right now, we are very quick to blame others for problems. Regardless of whether it's our fault or not, we will automatically blame someone else because we don't want to take responsibility. That's what it is. It's easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Second thing is, we have a tendency to put blame, like you said, on the whole group rather than the individual or specific individuals. That is very common right now. Will was a jerk to Allison. Yeah, dude. I mean, he was a total jerk to her, man. Versus men, all, I all swear. men suck. All men suck, <laughs> which is usually what I hear from. And by the way, I, I hear these women when they go, oh, you know, I, I'm not with them anymore. And all men suck. And usually I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I hear you. I'm not trying to be a jerk to those people either. I'm just kind of like, keep in mind it was that dude. There are good guys out there. Um, This could go either way though. This could be guys saying all girls, all women suck. And it doesn't really matter which the other thing is um, I like this one. Conventional antibiotic injected cows produce unhealthy meats versus all meat is bad. (laughs) I hear that all the time. Meat is bad. You shouldn't eat meat. Meat's terrible. Like which meat's bad. All meat. How do you know that? (laughs) kind of funny (laughs) so the whole point is is that we blame a whole collective instead of the individuals responsible and the other thing is is that we take on the victim mentality you know it's their fault that i can't get a job or i can't get ahead or i feel this way because of this person or this thing right yeah it's easy to do we're all we're all guilty of it in some regards yeah totally uh or or this one like nothing's ever going to change while that fill in the blank is the problem we are all victims at some time in our life, but we don't need to become, what is it? We're all victimized. Isn't that what it is? Like we, we yes. can be victimized, but we don't need to become that victim. So 
Right. Anyway, it is a matter of attitude. Yeah. So I have some thoughts here that while some people are getting their jollies off of complaining and blaming others, which some people love that they, they just get like the high off it. That's what Facebook's for. Exactly. So you can, you know, if you love that stuff, <laughs> Facebook's the place to go. But if you're looking for some positive solutions to become that superhero, I have some right here. Number one, it. stop blaming whole groups. If someone or something causes a problem, it's okay to acknowledge that person. Let's put it this way. That person's or that thing's participation in that problem. But don't blame all people or things within that demographic. For example, right. all cops are not bad. No. But there are bad cops. So yes. hold those individuals that are responsible. Hold them accountable. They're the ones that need yeah. to be held accountable. Number, like that. number two is before you go and blame someone else, look in the mirror first. What part did you have in this issue, if any? And of course, of course, there are horrifying situations in, with an, in which another person is, is truly to blame. Like, of course, we yeah. mentioned the Suns, Phoenix Suns coach, Monty Williams. His wife was killed by a drunk driver. That was not her fault. That was the drunk driver's fault. Even right. then, Monty, I don't know, somehow this guy, wow, forgave that driver, extended support to the driver's family. But in most situations, don't be quick to blame. Really evaluate it first. Third thing here is... And this is, I think, the most important one is stop being the victim. I can speak from experience on this. People complain that the reason things aren't the way it should be is because of someone or something else. Okay, and maybe it is, by the way. Maybe that person hurts you. Maybe the oppression that you have against you is actually real. You know, maybe there's a group of people that are being hurt and it really is a problem. But here's my question. What are you going to do about it? You're going to do nothing. Are you going to complain and remain a helpless and I'm going to say it a weak victim or are you going to rise above it? Be a light, be an example to others around you to what others should do. And are you going to unleash your superhero and benefit the world around you? Are you going to come out of it? Because you can. Yes. Yes. There are people that are being oppressed right now. Yes. There are things that make it very difficult for certain groups to rise up. I know that. And I know people personally who have risen above it. It may have taken a lot more work than some of us might have to do, but they've done it. And so my question is, is are you going to sit back and allow others to just dictate your destiny or are you going to take the bull by the horns (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) you know, what are you going to do? The the horns. (laughs) Those are my thoughts. Those are my takeaways. And, um, like I said, not a rant for me. It was just more of a, I keep hearing this and I really, really want people to take the right step forward because I want to see people victorious. I, yes, I want to see this world changed. Everybody knows that I'm all about respecting and valuing others, each and every person regardless. Um, but at the same time, we can't change the world by blaming others. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. No, it's a good reminder because rising above is really the key. Uh, bad things are going to happen to people, uh, to you, to, to me, to anybody mm-hmm. sometimes. And some, some people, bad things happen to a lot. But I still know that no matter how bad thing, your, your life is, you can choose to rise above it. Yeah. You, know, you, don't, you don't have to let the events of your life dictate the course of your life. What's the decision and what's the determination, really? Yeah. The lesson still stands. Yep. Yep. All right, dude. So we decided last week that we would like to get into our instead of doing the music, which that musical journey was a lot of fun, by the way. I hope you enjoyed it. I know a lot of people, man. We I got a lot of comments from people saying this is so much fun. I'm sure not everybody liked it, but hey, we're we're all here to to do the best we can. But we decided what about doing 
our top movies from each decade because most of us watch movies. I feel like, yeah, not everybody really gets into music like we do, but I'm pretty sure we all get into movies for the most part. We decided to do in the pandemic. I know. And we decided what we're going to do is we're going to do just like we did with the music. Start with 2020 and 2021. Obviously 2021 is not over yet. And there were not a lot of great movies last year. Weren't even really a lot of movies at all last year. Also, I want to preface this by saying we have not seen all of the movies. And so movies like I'm going to throw these out uh, tenant free guy that's in the theater still news of the world soul. Some of those movies like that. I mean, there's a lot more, by the way, but I heard that these were fantastic movies since we have not had a chance to see them. uh, They're not going to make our list, but maybe they would have. Who knows? So other people have seen movies, the animated movies like soul. I just mentioned that, but Luca was a Raya, the last dragon or something like that. Or I know people would say that at least Luca, probably even soul would probably make their top list just based on how much they raved about them. So booyah, right? But once again, we haven't seen them. So we'd love to know what your top five movies are from 2020 and 2021. Let us know, please. But without further ado, let's give our list based on what we have seen. Captain, you're first. Get it going. So yeah, while the pandemic effectively eliminated my opportunities to go out to the movie theaters over the last couple of years, I've managed to still watch several films streaming on various platforms like the rest of you. Um, my list is pretty short and there were probably a few other films released that would have made my list had I seen them as Brian mentioned. So um, number one, no, I'm, I'm going to start number five again. I, I like to go from backwards, from, like, you know, like, like a David Letterman style. Yeah. Um, number five, Stowaway on Netflix. I did not see I that. Just, yeah, I just saw this last week finally, and it was pretty decent. Uh, it's about how a three-person crew on the way to a barely colonized Mars uh, find, suddenly finds themselves with an unplanned for a fourth crewmate. Hmm. Uh, it had, it had kind of had an air of Apollo 13, but not as well made uh, and not based on a true story. So, and I don't want to give the ending away, obviously, <laughs> uh, but I, I would I, I would definitely, it's it had, a, it had a very interesting ending. Okay. Um, Number four, Val, which we talked about uh, just last week uh, on Prime. We just reviewed this, so not much more to say except that I love these biopics about famous people I grew up watching. Uh, Please make more. Uh, Number three, Black Widow. Mm -hmm. This film lived up to Marvel's record of excellence with a compelling story along with great acting and directing. Nice. Uh, Number two, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Definitely better than the original and my favorite recent DC film for what, for what that's worth. Uh, Marvel is still King. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) DC just come on, get the bar a little higher up there, guys. I don't know what you're doing. Um, Number one, this might've come out of left field for most of you. I'm going to pick Borat subsequent movie (laughs) film. The second Borat movie. (laughs) My, my favorite film of the last two years is, and it's because of how outrageous it was. I have a large respect for Sasha Baron Cohen and his method of comedy at the expense of the stupid and how he gets away with uh, so much. His all-out craziness appeals to me, and I just wish there were more of him out there. So, yeah, go Borat. Go Sasha Baron Cohen. That's my list. Uh, My honorable mentions, I just just have two. Uh, Hubie Halloween, I enjoyed it. Wasn't a good movie, but I enjoyed it. Uh, And then Godzilla versus Kong. Those two were enjoyable. I just wouldn't make my top five. So, yeah. How about you, Brian? Understood. Well, I am going to go in from number one down, but here's the thing. These aren't necessarily an order per se, kind of. That's fair. They kind of are. Anyway, 
Number one for me is Zack Snyder's Justice League as well. Uh, I I just it was just nice to see justice, no pun in, actually full pun intended, done with the <laughs> Justice League. And I really did love what Zack did with it. I loved the whole DC storyline in the first place, and I'm glad that you know this was able to be fully done in the correct way possible. Number two, A Quiet Place Part Two. Yes, I mean I really enjoyed this movie. Loved the first one as well. It was an awesome sequel that did not let down. In fact. It pleasantly surprised, which is still amazing. Kept me on the edge of my seat, and I wish I could have seen this in the theater, but it was still awesome to see at home. Cool. Number three for me is Greyhound, which I loved. I mean, it, I know it's based on a true story. I don't know how entirely accurate it is. I do know that they took some liberties, but man, it was just it was inspiring, action oriented. I respect the fleet that was in, you know portrayed in the movie and the lives that were sacrificed and also the lives saved that were you know uh, there to carry out that important mission. So it was just no spoilers, by the way. I'm not going to tell him what they were doing. Highly recommended. That was just a great movie. And of course, Tom Hanks. He's just awesome. The Tomorrow War, since I just saw that number four. And uh, I liked it. I mean, I already mentioned some of the stuff that I already said about it, so I'm not going to go into it, but uh, it's a great message. It's a fun movie. Not exactly the best sci-fi story ever, but it's just fun. It's fun to watch and you know, worth it if you. It's on Amazon Prime, so check it out. Yeah, and I should have put that. That should have made my honorable mentions, by the way. So, okay. thanks for bringing it up. No problem. Number five is Mulan, and I don't care what the haters say because I never saw the animated version, and that's completely fine with me. I just <laughs> I love this version of Mulan. It was magical. It was powerful. It was inspiring. It provided a wealth of emotions while watching it. So booyah. And here's the thing. Black widow was a really, I thought about like, man, should I put this in number five or not? But to me, I liked Mulan better. I thought it was a better film overall. Uh, and I know others would disagree and that's totally fine. Like I said, it's just my thought on this. So black widow made the close sixth, which of course we just recently reviewed it, but again, an awesome movie. And you already mentioned it anyway. Uh, really, really good. And that's in my, my first honorable mentions. And then in just a couple more here, love and monsters. This movie surprised me. I'd never heard of it until I was just kind of randomly, I don't even know what I was doing. I was looking up something and there was a random mention about it on a YouTube channel. And I thought, what the heck is love and monsters? So I'm, I'm going to go check this out. Huh. Watched it. And I was I like, man, it's, it's a, it's an awesome monster movie, but it has a lot of heart. It was just done well. So is it animated or no, no, it's okay. full live action and they did a phenomenal job with the CGI and everything. So great story. I'd totally recommend that movie. My spy, totally fun. I mean, it's it's too it's cheesy. It's fun. It's positive. It's funny. Once again, had heart and just enjoyable to watch. So recommended there. Wrath of Man. I mentioned again. Already reviewed this recently. And as I said, it's massive roid raged, adrenalized Jason Statham action. So for you action junkies, it's glorious. It's highly recommended. And then I put Hubie Halloween in there as well, because like I said, like you said, it's a dumb movie, but it's funny. Yeah. It's fun to watch. And actually, this is going to be on my every year Halloween October watch list right now, because why nice. not? Dude? It's a it's a great one. Yeah, so not? yeah, boo, booyah. I should tease in two weeks. Don't forget. Not next week. We will do our top movies from 2010 to 2019. Yeah, which much harder. To oh, my gosh. Narrow down. <laughs> so I started looking through, by the way that decade, even the, the 2000 to 2009 decade, there were so many movies and it's interesting how, you know, as we continue to go on in the years, more and more and more and more and more movies get produced so many different choices. And so you just got to go, Oh, how do we pick 10? I don't know how we're going to do this. It's going to be a very long list, but as we go back in decades, there's less movies to choose from. So it's going to be a lot easier, but I think once we hit like maybe the sixties, 
I'm thinking because the 70s, I think, will be okay. But I think once we hit the 60s, I'm almost wondering if we should do 60s and earlier. Yes. And just kind of leave it at that. My list starting in the 60s drops off a cliff. I've got because I just I've only seen a couple movies before the 70s. So, yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of just piling it all together after that. But so it'll be fun. But anyway, that's what we're going to do. So next week's going to be really hard. But of course, we'd love to hear your list as well. So send it in. We'll have some fun. But yes, like I said, you were on your two week walkabout. You listened to an audio book and I know you were going to share it last week. But since your trip is now officially done, tell us about this. Yeah. My wife and I listened to the audiobook called The Lost City of Z by David Gran, which I just discovered Brian was made into a movie in 2016 by director James Gray, who also did Ad Astra. I really need to see that movie. This book was Wait, so good. Lost it's a, City it's a, of Z, the movie? What's that? Yeah, Lost City of Z. You want to see Z. that movie, not Ad Astra? <laughs> You've no, already I've seen, seen Astra. Astra. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I meant Lost City of Z. I need to see this movie. Wait, hold on. So, um, just to clarify, this has nothing to do with World War Z, right? No, not at all. Okay, because that was the non-fiction. zombie movie. This is okay. Okay. Yeah. Please the Lost continue. City of Z, and it's actually it was a really it was a top seller and and very highly rated. Um, it's a nonfiction accounting of the explorations of Englishman Percy H. Fawcett in the Amazon River Basin in the early 1900s and his quest to find the legendary lost city of Z, or as some of you may have known it, uh, they've called it El Dorado, uh, is probably how most of us have heard of it from history class. It was so good. I am kind of hooked on exploration books now, and I'm actively looking for another one like this. If anyone has any suggestions, I am very interested. Um, I've also read Endurance by Alfred Lansing about the British explorer Ernest Shackleton and his 1914 attempt to reach the South Pole. That was also really good. But this, this book takes the cake. Now I'm going to impart cool. some things I learned from this book. Okay. Number one, Brian, never, ever <laughs> go to the Amazon River Basin for any reason. Okay. Just stay home. If you ever think, <laughs> oh, I'd like to see the Amazon Sunday, someday, do not go. Yeah. The insects that can kill you and torture you alone are inconceivable. Yeah. It also mentioned all the previous explorations and subsequent explorations of that area. Um, and and how unbelievably hostile that environment is. It's crazy. Um, every explorer who tried to tackle the region lost most of his men to disease or native tribesmen. Oh, man. But almost every one of them who made it back out alive, barely, wanted to go back for some reason. How weird. <laughs> it, was, it was like a strange obsession with them. They would, huh. they would come back barely alive, you know, sick with malaria, their, their limbs infected maggots inside them and all, oh. I mean, all this stuff that you just can't, you just shudder to think of. And like a year later, they're like, I really got another, got to get another exploration team going. <laughs> it was the strangest phenomenon. That's pretty messed uh, up. Yeah. It, it's very strange. It, it's interesting. Uh, the, the next thing is the natives have adapted to this unforgiving environment, unforgiving environment to a phenomenal level. Hmm. Here's just two examples. First example, they would cut a certain vine and let the milky sap drain into a river. Then the fish downstream would start to go belly up in the river, so the tribesmen would just wade out and catch them. And that, But the fish weren't dead, just temporarily paralyzed, so the ones that weren't harvested oh, would just soon recover and swim away. Fascinating. <laughs> really? I mean, how much trial and error did that have to take over how many centuries oh, of living gosh. in that environment? Yeah. Um, 
the second example was they, this was the most interesting one. They would make a whistling noise between their teeth or with their tongue somehow and actually coax botfly maggots out of a wound so they could remove oh, them. Oh, weird. The maggots, the maggots would poke their little heads out when they hear the sound and then they would just grab them and, and you know, like with a tweezer or I don't know what they grabbed it with, but they would grab the maggot as it, that, that would get them to come out and they would take it out of the wound that way. So yeah. So that's really strange. The, the takeaway. The takeaway is that if you're interested in that at all, and even if you're not, if you're just interested in a really good story, I strongly recommend this book audio or otherwise. Okay. And number two, if you're ever considering going to the Amazon for any reason, do not go. Period. <laughs> Oh just my gosh. don't. And when you read this book, you'll you'll agree with me. Yeah, uh, if you go, just kind of look at it from afar, like like maybe from a helicopter or something. Yeah. But I, it's just just don't go. You just wouldn't believe the amount of flora and fauna, especially that are out to kill you there. And the Amazon is for the natives. The natives they've adapted to being there. They that's their home. And and honestly, the natives, the reason they were so dangerous to these explorers is because they were treated horribly. By like the rubber barons, there was a rubber, there was a rubber uh, boom in the Amazon basin before rubber was transplanted to Southeast Asia, okay. where it was much easier and less harmful to to extract both for, for the plants and the people. Uh, but when when the rubber barons were first establishing themselves down there in the Victorian era, you know, like in the nineteenth century, they were they were unbelievably cruel to the tribesmen. They would enslave them. They would kill them. They would mass murder them. It was just insane. And so the tribesmen who originally probably weren't as bad, they became very hostile towards outsiders. Mm. And so every exploration team that went in there, they always lost a few men, if not a lot of men to poison arrows, uh, blow darts, uh, and other and cannibalism, hundreds of cannibals and and sometimes cannibalism. Yeah. Yeah. So that does exist out there. So, so you watch the trailer for the wheel of time. Yeah. Tell me more I, about this yeah. because I've never heard been, of it before. It's a 12 book saga and it's, it's a saga with a capital S. Some of the books are really long. Studios have been bouncing around making this into a, into a, into a film or a series for a long, long time. And I guess they finally did it. Prime is finally doing it. And, uh, I saw the trailer and it's not what I ever imagined, but am I really surprised? Not at all. No. Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer really drives home for me. This is what I was thinking when I was watching the trailer, the, the feeling that society is kind of passing me by. And I think we all kind of get this feeling when we get older, you know, like uh, popular interpretations of classic works are becoming simply too alien for me. Hmm. Uh, and I know this is something that many people experience when they get older uh, throughout all generations, by the way. Uh, and there it is. I just, I, I'm going to watch it, Brian, but I'm just to give it a try, but I have a strong feeling it might be a little too woke for me somehow. Hmm. The trailer did not at all portray anything, even a smidgen close to what I imagined when I read the books. Gotcha. So, yeah, I watched the trailer and I didn't have any clue what was going on. I've never heard of it, never read the books. And, you know, it it looks to me like an overdone stylized, like they're putting a lot more into the style of it than they probably will into the story. I I mean, who knows, though? I don't know anything about it, though. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, it didn't really entice me. Thankfully, I don't have that feeling of society passing me by right now or whatever. Not yet. Um, well, and I'm I'm trying to never be that way because I'm the kind of person who loves new things. And, you know, I love experiencing new things and I, I'm always trying to stay up on top of things. And I feel like I'm doing a good job with it. So, yeah, I, for me, it's a choice and I'm just going to try to keep it that way. 
the good news is, is that anyone else out there who has that same kind of feeling like, like, you know, popular music, popular uh, media in general mm-hmm. is just kind of not jiving with you anymore. I say passing me by, but it's just not jiving with me anymore. I, I just yeah, can't sure. relate to it anymore. The good news for us is that we still have these immense archives of stuff that we're used to and that does jive with us that we can just pull from until we're dead. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. We both finished Loki finally. Took a, took a while. I know that's like the show was out like six <laughs> years ago. We're already. a little late on that one, but yeah. Thank God that show came Loki. out in 2010, people. Where you been? Anyway, it was a great show. Looking forward to season two. Um, I still, to this day, say that the penultimate episode was better than the finale. Yes, so there you I go. I agree with you a thousand percent. The Bad Even Batch. A real percent. Phenomenal. Great show. Can't wait for season two. Nice job again. I'll just mention very quickly that I finally caught up on Marvel's What If. Well, caught up meaning I got through episode four, by the way. I liked episode four. I'm not going to give away any spoilers. We actually, Lord Thunder and I got onto uh, Mr. What? Who's doing what? If that's funny. I love that. Jason Cabassi's. He's doing a podcast on that over at podcastica.com. So check that one out if you want to go listen to that. And we talked about it and I enjoyed episode four, but the show itself to me is a, it's good. I'm enjoying it, but it's not blowing me away. And I'm certainly not like, sucked in like i can't wait for the next episode it's more of a yeah you know when when i just want to get some when i want to watch it i will but no rush and okay. uh, I, I liked how lord thunder put it he said it felt a little bit like a placeholder until like a new marvel series like a live action series or a movie or something like that and i thought yeah that's actually a, a good assessment to me some people are loving it so that's what it is but i'm not blown away by it either way And speaking of that, that's kind of like Star Trek Lower Decks, which, by the way, season two is now out or not out entirely, but it's airing and it's the same kind of thing. It's not amazing, but it's fun to watch. And some people really didn't like it at all. Yeah, I'm trying to decide whether I want to renew my Paramount Plus subscription for that or not. I don't know. Maybe wait till later when you can binge it with something else. Like when Picard comes out. (laughs) I don't know. It'll be whatever. And then you, you mentioned that um, Dune, what's up with Dune? Because we've been talking about this for over a year now. Finally, two years, I think. Uh, Since, since, I know we've been talking about it since right before the pandemic. I know that. Okay. Uh, And it's finally coming out on uh, October 22nd on HBO Max. Are you serious? HBO Max? Yeah. Yeah. So they're finally giving up on the whole theater thing. No, I don't know that it, it might be also in theaters, but there, it's definitely coming out on HBO Max. Okay. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, will this also be a little on the woke side? Yeah. I hope not. I'm trusting Dennis Villeneuve. I'm trusting in Dennis Villeneuve that it won't be, you know, gratuitously different just because of how society is leaning right now. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I hope they're we'll true see. to the book. I really do. Me too. That's what I really want. I just want them to be true to the book. At least, even though they they probably can't fit the whole first book in that movie, you know, at least try and follow it more or less like, like the sci-fi channel did in 2000. They did a great job with that, but that was a series. That was a new series. So. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And the, I didn't like the series, even though I know it was close to the book. I just couldn't get past the B rate, you know, yeah, the play, it looked like a piece theater kind of play thing. Yeah, yeah I just, it yeah, did, it, it was, I couldn't get past it. And I had a real, I watched probably half of it and I just was like, I can't, I can't keep going. It just, it, it's not yeah. fun. I love the movie. I know it's not true to the book as much, but I love the original movie. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, it's just, it's production value. I think more than anything else, the acting and the music and everything else just really drove me crazy after a while. And I just couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah, and it was just fair. too slow. It was, it was, but that's me. That's me. Some, I mean, I know people but it did, rave but it did. about If it. you're a Dune fan and you want a, a, a series that follows the Dune books, yeah. uh, the first three books, in, in fact, yeah. the sci-fi Dune, Dune and Children of Dune miniseries, you cannot go wrong with those. So yeah. unless you just can't, it, but like Brian said, it's, it is very stylized. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, the first movie, especially the Dune is very stylized. Children of Dune was more theatrical. So, oh, well, maybe I just watch that. Cause I already know the story of the original anyway. So maybe I've never read okay. Children of Dune though. Yeah. Speaking of something that I think does some nice lore and kind of holds true to some of the, 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 the story we finally picked up the new game aliens fireteam elite it's on steam or whatever and it's a three-player co-op oddly enough normally it's four-player i don't know why they chose three-player that's weird interesting combo but yeah yeah and it's it's a left for dead style shooter you know where you're you're running around and you're fighting off hordes of whatever you know and left for dead you're fighting off hordes of zombies but in this you're fighting off hordes of xenomorphs from the aliens movie which is awesome. And I, I think yeah. they did a really nice job keeping true to the story of aliens, alien and aliens. Even the, the style is there. The atmosphere is there. Even the music kind of has that original alien Jerry Goldsmith style theme. Although some of the levels have a really cheesy carnival sounding soundtrack theme, which is really bad. But other than that, it didn't bother me good. as much. It didn't bother me as much. <laughs> do, but do, yeah, do, 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 do. it was, weird. No. <laughs> but <laughs> So, it was more it was more star warsy like the new star warsy movies almost I yeah i okay I, too much it just wasn't movie. aliens yeah no well some of it is and some of it's not but regardless um you know we enjoy it, it we feel like they definitely i think cut some corners uh, yeah, and they they rushed bit. things a little bit they didn't put enough attention into it but then they've then they've got some incredible lore and some cre- incredible attention to detail with the original aliens movies which i thought was great but the gameplay, if you're playing with friends, is a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to do, and and it's it's really cool. But yeah, what do you think? Yeah, so I I'm I'm like I when we first the first night we played it, I was kind of on the fence. I was like, yeah, do I really like this? I mean, because the corners that they cut were kind of obvious, and it's like, why did they need to make it look like this or do this when they could have just put a little bit more effort into it here or there. But then the second night we played a lot more and it really started to grow on me. So I'm a, I'm a huge aliens fan. Uh, and it, I, I feel like I've got my money's worth now. So awesome, dude. I can't wait to play it again. Yeah. This weekend tonight. Ha boom. Booyah. Well, here is uh, just one quick piece of music. I just had to suggest if you are a churches fan, churches, churches. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I always have loved them man. they're just, they're so much fun, but they came out finally with a new album. It's been a while since they did their last album. And I actually was not as big of a fan of their last album. It just wasn't. It's like they kind of evolved past their sound a little bit in the last one. In my opinion, like sugar Ray. Yeah. And then this album is, is kind of hearkening back to their first album, which is their original sound, but you know, with a little bit of a modern twist and I'm going, Oh, I like this. I like this a lot. So the name of the album is called screen violence. And honestly, it's just a great album. I think it's amazing. The song that I'm just going to throw out there, I'll put it in the the TRBS 2021 mix, is um, How Not to Drown is the one I just, I love it. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's a lot, but again, they're all good. I mean, Nightmares is good and Asking for a Friend is, I mean, there's all kinds of good ones in there. So check it out. 
if you are a Church's fan, highly recommended. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. When people ask me how I got to be so handsome, I just shake my head and say, ancient Chinese secret. If they respond correctly with ancient Chinese secret, huh? I give them a gold star. When someone earns five gold stars, I send them a Snickers bar. That sort of thing usually worked on me in elementary school. You know what the music means. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's time to get on out of here and have a little fun. All right, dude. We are going to play some Aliens Fireteam Elite. And again, reminder, no episode next week, taking a week off. But we'll be back the following week and hopefully with some amazing video and everything else. So have a glorious week. Thank you for joining us. Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.